this Easter season. Revelation 19, hallelujah. Our Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. The scripture today for grace and growth from the Lord is uh, the first reading, Acts chapter 1, um, just the first part, not the um, bulk of it, which is the replacing of Judas after he took his own life and the choosing of, of Matthias as the 12th apostle. But at the start, I've got it on the screens again from my English Standard Version, which is used in my worship planning resources. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, Mount of Olives, Jesus' ascension, a Sabbath, a Sabbath day's journey away. And they had a certain amount of steps. The Pharisees said you could walk on a Sabbath. There was a set distance. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room, probably the same one where the Last Supper was held, where they were staying. Then the list of the apostles, that could be a good Bible study, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot and Judas the son of James, only 11 at that point. All these, this is what I want you to hear today, all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, last time in the Bible, and his brothers, who at first didn't believe in him, and then seeing him risen, did. In Christ's name, I, I, I got a, just a simple truth in three different ways to share with you today. It is today's sermon title, In the Interim. And that's a word dear to me as an intentional interim Pastor, I, I look for themes connected with that as scriptures arise. Have some that I will also use the, the choosing of, of, of Matthias. We will hear again in the calling of a pastor in, in a bit. But, but for now, I want you to see the interim. Here, first of all, with the early disciples. They are in an interim here. And I mentioned it at the start. It is after Ascension Day, last Thursday, if you marked it in your daily devotions, portals of prayer, whatever. A huge day, by the way, in the history of Christianity. It was originally even bigger than Christmas. It was the last day we saw our Lord with our eyes, right? Not we, but as the church waiting for his return again in glory. But in the interim, waiting for his spirit, we'll celebrate next Sunday on Pentecost, a high festival. The disciples are gathered together with not just the 11, 12, but uh, others too, 120 it says later, gathered together waiting 
Jesus commanded them. St. Luke records this at the end of his gospel and then also earlier in this chapter, Luke wrote both books. At the end of Luke, Jesus said to them, Stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And earlier in Acts chapter 1, he told them to wait for the promise of the Father. They're in an interim, right? Staying, waiting for the Holy Spirit. Anticipating what you just confessed. I'm glad we have communion these Sundays. We say that third article of the Nicene Creed. I'll emphasize next week. He is the Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, right? Proceeding from the Father and the Son. They're in the interim, waiting for the outpouring of the Spirit in fullness. And we see in, in this interim 2,000 years ago, what we also have and live liturgically. Yes, we're in that spot on the church calendar between Ascension and Pentecost, but it's deeper than that. What's happening to the early followers of Jesus here is what's happening to us in some specific ways. For us, we, we are in an interim coming out of it with COVID-19, right? I do have on the screen the update of the graph I shared two weeks ago how deaths in the United States are still continuing to decline, praise God, right? Although they're increasing in Brazil and South America, pray for them. But it's been an interim for us during this time an interim in which we're doing the very thing the first disciples did we've been devoting ourselves to prayer right more than before COVID-19 I wonder if I did not cause this pandemic I I'll tell you why Months and months ago, but almost a year ago, I started praying in my daily devotions, recognizing my own sin. Lord, deepen my devotions. Lengthen my devotions. I think I'm like you. I go up and down in my devotional life. There's times where I spend a lot of time in the Word and, and fervent in prayer. And there's times where I almost just go through the motions, even skip it at times pressures of the daily life. And I recognized that and prayed, Lord, give me more time to pray. And he did. <laughs> I think others have been praying that too. It is a blessing in this time, isn't it? To have more time in the word and prayer. It's an interim, I think, for the church and for Christians to grow strong in the Lord, waiting to see what he will do. And of course, we are as Trinity Lutheran Church, indeed, in an interim, a year of transition between pastors. The new pastor may come sooner than that, but we'll see. Right now, we're going to be devoting ourselves to the Word of God and prayer. 
and this is good. This interim in which we live in those specific ways and in other ways. Studies have shown that for almost every congregation, change is very, very difficult, maybe impossible to occur without a change of a pastor. Significant change. And, and, and not for any bad reasons. Pastors have a routine and certain tendencies and it's hard for us to change. And so the change comes when there's a change of pastors. Now, unlike other congregations I've served, Trinity Lutheran Church, I do not believe needs radical change in any way, but there are some changes I believe God wants for us. And indeed, always is working in us. All of us, as individual believers, are constantly, constantly in the interim. Are you not? Aren't you so much in your life finding yourself, yes, knowing the work of Jesus like these early believers. He, he lived. He died for me. He's risen from the dead, right? He has canceled my sin. He's alive. I shall live too. And you're waiting to see, okay, how shall this unfold? Holy Spirit, <laughs> how are you working? It's a, a, a daily description of a Christian, I believe. Just waiting on the Lord in faith. I, I think a fundamental verse describing a Christian, you know, John 8, 31 or, and 32. Jesus said, if you abide, and that's the same word, by the way, that's used here in, in, uh, in Acts of staying. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you stay, wait on the Lord. Be strong, take courage. The psalmist says, wait on the Lord. It's a description for you and for me to just let him work. I do want to ask you how many of you have read this book Joining Jesus on his mission. Go ahead and raise your hands. How many have read it? I'm curious as part of my study. Okay, not everybody. I, I do believe it's been encouraged for everyone. If you're new, you need to know that. I don't know where copies are, but we'll find them for you. <laughs> Joining Jesus on his mission, written by Pastor Greg Finke. He's down in Houston and all over the country and world. It's a really interesting and scriptural view of what Jesus is doing. A perspective a little different than, than has been heard loudly, at least, in the church. One basic premise of, of Pastor Fenke is that the mission is Jesus's, not ours. You know, so many times we think he left and ascended into heaven and now we have to do the work. And that's not scriptural. He is with us always right he's still working amongst us in fact he is the primary power at work who is invested more in wanting people saved and building the kingdom than Jesus who gave his own life and blood right and he's working we're joining Jesus on his mission just following him saying okay Lord what are you doing Pastor Fink, he says, how are you messing with me <laughs> in my life? 
We're, we're in the interim, just in the wake of Jesus, following him indeed to glory as the kingdom is built. And it's not as if we add anything to his work. We just want to be with him, with eyes open, right, and relationships, enjoying people, looking for the opportunity to share Christ's name with prayer or even the Bible. And as we do it, there, there are five questions we're supposed to keep asking ourselves in little groups, the huddles of this congregation, getting together and checking. I'm going to emphasize two in, in the sermon today for you to emphasize next week. This week, spend just two minutes, a minute each, on two of the questions, maybe phrased this way. Number one, Jesus, what are you saying to me in your words, specifically to you? I'm going to try to do it too. Where are you directing Craig, dear Jesus? Where are you offering your grace? Where is the strength you're trying to share? The vision. Again, just waiting on his word. And then with prayer, pray specifically, Lord, what mission of yours should I pray? Just pray. Just hold it to him in prayer. The neighbor next door, the person at work, the people in need. I do believe you'll see his work and so shall I. Because again, he's doing the work in, in the interim, in every interim. Let me ask you, if prayer is so fundamental, who is praying the most among us? He's here today, but you can't see him. We had John 17 as the gospel. Jesus' high priestly prayer praying for his followers and for the kingdom. He didn't stop then. Even at the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them. And he continued, Romans chapter 8 says that he is interceding for us. Ascended into heaven, he's still working with prayer. Our mediator, covering our sins, empowering us to serve. It may be the first time today, I think, when I'm going to share with you a, a, a beloved quote I heard a couple of years ago from the president of our St. Louis Seminary, outgoing president, uh, Dr. Dale Meyer. I had him, oh my, 40 years ago as a professor teaching me, teaching Pastor Hill, I think, too, to preach. And he's retiring and an article. He quoted someone else. It's not his quote. Another pastor now in heaven, Arnie Kuntz. I call him Arnie because I knew him when he was president of our Southern California district. At least my family did when I was a kid. And Dr. Kuntz, in his devotion book, had this sentence. I'll put it on the screen when I'm fin finished. Just listen. Life narrows down. And crisis comes. Life narrows down and crisis comes. Suddenly only one thing matters. 
and there in the narrow place stands Jesus. In the interim, after he ascended into heaven as they're waiting on his spirit, there was Jesus for these disciples, for us in our worship in these days. Also, it, with COVID-19 in this interim, there is Jesus. For Trinity Lutheran Church, after one pastor retires, another one to be called, there is Jesus for you, whether it's a crisis, whether it's a desire for mission, there, 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 in that narrow place, there is Jesus. Indeed, in the interim. Amen.